Thank you, thank you, thank you for checking out the Life Church Dane County podcast. Listen, go to our YouTube page, Life Church Dane County, and subscribe. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Life Church Dane County. Let's get into the Word of God today. Hey people, my name's Alwyn Foster, and myself and my beautiful wife, Gina Foster, get to lead Life Church Dane County. We have service every Sunday at 11 a.m. Go check us out on all social media platforms, Life Church Dane County, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, I forgot, TikTok, all of it. Check us out. But here's what we do here. We do a weekly online Bible study every Tuesday from 7 to 8.15. Come and check us out if you can on Zoom. But this is an online recap of that Bible study. You ready to get into it? Tonight we talked about five things, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five reasons why you should not worry get your pen get your pad and let's go i often say it i'm gonna say it now we don't read the bible you can't just read the bible you have to read the bible let's get it saint matthew chapter number six and we're gonna start around verse number 25 saint matthew chapter number six verse number 25 are you ready come on it says this therefore i tell you do not be anxious for your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? This is Jesus speaking here. He's telling us, you don't have as much of a reason to worry as you think you do. You worried about stuff I don't even want you to worry about that I've already taken care of. So here's point number one. Somebody say one. The same God that created <clears throat> your life can be trusted with the details of your life. Woo! One more time. Write it down. The same God that created your life can be trusted with the details of your life. He said, I didn't bring you here so you can survive. I brought you here so you could thrive. Glory to God. God didn't create you so you could survive through the test. He wants you to thrive in the He don't just want you to survive school. He wants you to thrive in school. He don't just want you to survive your job. He wants you to thrive at your, he just don't want you to survive your parenting. He wants you to thrive in the middle of your parenting. So point number one, the same God who created your life can be trusted with the details of your life. He says, don't worry about your food. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about your Balenciaga. Don't worry about your body. I'm going to take care of you. I brought you here and I'm going to see to it that you are taken care of. Point number two, you ready for this? Chapter number six, verse number 27. The whole thing is in chapter number six. It says this, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to your life? You're worrying and what good is it doing? Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but won't take you anywhere. I say that all the time. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you ain't going nowhere with it. So the point number two is this. Worrying is harmful, not helpful. One more time. Worrying is harmful, not helpful. When you and I worry, we're thinking about what could go wrong. And we're not thinking about how God is at work. We're thinking about the worst that could happen and we're negating to think the best that could happen. We're thinking about all the things that could not work out and how are we going to fix those instead of thinking, what if this is a door that God has opened up just for me? And it's like your phone with your facial recognition app. I can only open this up. I can only make this way. I can only open up this door. So. Point number one, the same God who created your life can be trusted with the details of your life. St. Matthew 6, uh, chapter 6, verse number 25. Point number two, worry is harmful, not helpful. St. Matthew chapter number 6, verse number 27. And next up, we got one of my favorites. St. Matthew chapter number 6, verse 28, 29, and 30. It says this. 
And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Underline much more. God says the birds don't have an international bird feeder. There's nobody in charge of cutting all the grass in the world. But God says if the grass grows without somebody watering it on earth and if the birds are fed without somebody feeding them every day, they go out looking for worms and looking for food because they trust that their provider has created for them enough to get. Yes, they still have to go out and do things to get it, but they trust that there's resources out there and you have to work and I have to work and you have to study if you're in school and you have to raise your kids. God's not going to magically make money fall into your, to your lap and he's not going to make you pass your classes without you studying and he's not going to make you be a parent without uh, raising your kids. But he says, I've given you enough resources to pass the class. Hallelujah. I've given you enough resources to live this life. I've given you enough resources that when you work at your kids, it will happen. Mm -hmm. Raise a child up in the way that they should go And when they're old they should not I have given you enough resource to have the mental capacity To finish school Hallelujah He says I'm not leaving you by yourself So here's the point God, Point number three God never ignores those who depend on him Come on One more time God never Underline never Ignores those that depend on him Like I said you just can't read the Bible You gotta read the Bible In verse number 29 what does he say I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Who was Solomon? One of the greatest kings of Israel. He was crazy wise and crazy rich. He could make it rain. Come on, in the, in the place, because he had money. What is God saying? God is saying, even though you might not have everything that you think you need, I'll still bless you above and beyond measure. I will take your not enough and make it more than enough. Mm -hmm. I will take a little bit of information and increase you in wisdom and knowledge and information for me. I will take it and I will flip the script on you. So that's point number three. God never ignores those that depend on him. We're almost done here. Point number four. St. Matthew chapter number six, verse number 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What is he saying? He's saying... If you take care of me first, I will take care of all your needs. But you cannot say, God, me first and then you. Because God says, if you put you first and not me, you lose out on me. But if you put me first, me being God, I will take care of everything else. God says, the only thing, there's a few things I will not do. I will not lie. I will not break my word. And I will not take second place in your life. God has to be number one. Because when he is number one, he is in his rightful place. You might be saying, Alan, what do I do with my worries when I worry to help me? What do I do with my worries? I'm going to help you. I know I got two more points to go, but I'm going to help you. Here, or one more point to go. I, uh, point number three is this. Point number four. Sorry, I'm moving too fast. Is this. Worrying stops us from focusing on what God wants us to do. One more time. Worrying stops us from focusing on what God has you to do. He says, put me first and everything else will be added unto you. Don't put your needs first. He's saying, put me first and I'll take care of the rest. So back to my point here about worrying. Let's say you worry and you like, Alan, what do I do with it? I've been worrying. First Peter chapter number five, verse number seven. First Peter chapter number five, verse number seven. He says, cast your cares upon me 
Notice he doesn't say placed him. He says, throw him on me. When you're frustrated, let me know. God, I'm frustrated. When you're overwhelmed, say, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. When, when you feel like tripping, say, Lord, I'm getting ready to go off up in here. He says, throw it on me because I can handle it. Throw the weight on me. Throw the pressure on me. Throw your anxiety. You and I would not carry, built to carry the worries of seven days on us. We can carry one day at a time. But God says, I can carry all the weight. So throw it on me. Emotional weight, throw it on me. Financial weight, throw it on me. Uh, 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 physical pain worries, mental health worries, uh, relationship worries, spiritual worries. Uh-huh. He says, cast it on me because I can handle it all. But you cannot. So you have to bring it to a place that's bigger and stronger than you. Last verse and the last point. Therefore, do not be anxious. St. Matthew chapter number six, verse number 34. Don't be anxious about your tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day for its own trouble. Here's the point. Worrying keeps us from living our lives one day at a time. You and I, when we try to live in the next day, we rob the next day of its joy and today of its joy. So we getting stuck up twice because <laughs> you're stealing the joy from today and from tomorrow. God says, I do not want you to live that way. Let me break down a couple other things and I'll let you know. Proverbs chapter number 12, verse number 25. It says, worry or anxiety is a heavy burden, but an encouraging word makes one glad. So, Alan, what do I do when I'm worried? You encourage somebody. Because when you encourage somebody, God says, when you encourage them, I'll encourage you. When you lift them up, hallelujah, I'll lift you up. When you love them, I'll love you. When you show kindness, I'll show kindness to you. So God flips the script and he says the way to get things in my kingdom is to give. That's why you give an offering. That's why you give a tithe. That's why you're kind and generous. Because when you're kind and generous, God says, because you were loving to them, I'm going to pour out my love on you. Uh huh. So you get encouraged by encouraging somebody else. You get rid of worry by helping somebody else to alleviate their worry. That's how you do it. And somebody might be saying, listen, Alan Foster, what's the difference between worry and concern? You might be saying, oh, how do I know I'm being worried? I, don't know. I just might be concerned. Here it is, write it down. Worry, you own. I mean, concern, you own. Worry owns you. One more time. Concern, you own. Worry owns you. What am I saying? If you have a concern, you say, okay, how do I figure this out? Okay, I figured it out, move it aside. Or maybe I didn't, I'll pick it back up tomorrow. Worry is something you cannot shake off. It's time to go to sleep and you can't go to sleep because you're worried. It's time to celebrate what's happening today, but you can't celebrate what's happening today because you're still living in tomorrow. Worry is something that you cannot get rid of quickly. He's saying, listen, Concern is when you are holding on to a thing. Worry is when something is holding on to you and you can't function because of it and you can't think and you can't laugh and you can't process and you can't enjoy the moment because your worry has got you. Concern you own, worry owns you. That's the difference, okay? So those are a couple of things I wanted to say to you. And another point I wanna make is, I'm gonna ask you a question, why do you worry a lot? If you're watching, answer that. Okay, if you're listening on the audio, answer that. Go to our YouTube page and answer that on here. Why do you worry a lot? I'm gonna tell you why many of us worry. Many of us worry because we think it's all up to us. It's not up to you, it's up to him. God started it so he'll finish it. 
God gave you that family. So let me give you some scripture. Philippians 1 and 6. He that hath begun a good work in you and is faithful and just to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God said, I gave you the family. I'm going to see to it that the family is taken care of. I gave you the spouse. I'm going to see to it that the spouse is taken. I gave you that job. I'm going to see to it that you end the job the way that I intend for you. Okay. I gave you the peace of mind. I'm going to give you back your peace of mind and your mental health and your stability. He's saying if I started the work, I'm going to finish the work. So you're not in it alone. You're not raising those kids by yourself. You're not fighting your mental health by yourself. You're not fighting off sin and restoration and repentance by yourself. You get the opportunity to embrace God. And God says, I am in the battle with you. Anybody ever been losing the fight and somebody come in and just knock somebody out? God says, that's what I'm doing for you. You don't have to lose the fight because you are with me. In John, in St. Uh, Matthew, uh, the last chapter, Jesus is telling us, he's like, man, listen, you might be saying, Alan Foster, I'm worried like crazy. In St. Matthew chapter number 26, God says, the reason why you can trust me with your worry and why you can pray your worry is because I set the tone and I've done that for you. So pray our worries. That's how we get ready. We pray. And God says, I'm not just telling you what I heard. Okay. Remember those hair club for men commercials? I'm not just a client. I'm the president, I'm a client. God says when he was getting ready to go on his cross, and the Bible says his heart was sorrowful into his soul. What did he do? He didn't go on Facebook. He fell down and he talked to his father. He said, I'm frustrated. Let this cup pass. Let it go another way. And he talked to God. And God lifted him up. And God says, I can do the same thing for you. God says, I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. He was on his way to die for our sins. And he prayed. And prayer will work for you. One more thing. Last thing. Write this down. Worry. You can't worship and worry at the same time. Woo! Did you hear me? You can't worry and worship at the same time. So when you feel like worrying, worship anyway. We sang this song at church and I'm going to sing it here today. For they are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You're saying, Lord, I don't have to worry about today because you're here with me. For they are new. Your mercies are new. Every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Either you're going to worry or you're going to worship. And when you decide to worship, the worry subsides. But when you decide to worry, the worship subsides. Put worship in its rightful place. Listen. I'm going to pray for you and thank you for joining us. Share this, like it, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube page. Lord, I pray for everybody watching. I pray, God, that the things they are worried about, they would know you're already handling. You're already making ways and opening up doors and alleviating stress and pain. You're already giving them answers right now. I pray, God, that the strategies that we share tonight from your word would lift us up from worry into worship and directly into your presence. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. My name is Alwyn Foster. This is our online recap in 15 minutes or less. I gotta go, but I love you to life. Peace.